The back of the stage is dark. Gabriel appears bathed in a golden light and carrying a crystal clarion. Greetings! I have come to set the scene for you. After all, that is my function. Honestly, that fits. (laughs) In what way? Tabitha is like an angel. Sure. This is what happens when we finally find out about time travel, and we're trying to save the world. Yeah. That's right. We're Riverdale Recap Podcast. (laughs) Here to not talk about Riverdale. Here to not talk about Riverdale. It's been a while since you heard us talk about anything, so let's just recap what's been going on. Now, if you have followed us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie, you've got the basics of what we're about to say. But if you don't, like most people in uh, on the planet Earth. Yeah. Let's let's just cover it. So, last you heard from us here on this feed, it was just me uh spending time home alone cuz my my lovely wife, my partner in all things and this show included. Me. That's me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> our we're pretty deep in the run. I think they know who Do they? Be a new listener. I mean, it might be a new listener. They this, might be joining us for the first time right true. now. That's true, because I can imagine someone being more interested in what we have to talk about today than chapter 100 whatever of Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. But in any case, you, dear, yes. were on a, uh, a business trip. Yep. Yes, I was. Then you came home with that business trip and... I got COVID. And you brought COVID with you. <laughs> yep, yep. I went all this time without getting COVID... Go on this big-ass trip for work, come back with COVID. God fucking damn it. So we were on, like, a a health delay. Yep. Uh, uh, And then... (laughs) Well, and then I was lingering. I was lingering for a while. I did not sound great. But then... Then we got to a stage in another uh, project I took on. Uh Uh-huh. Where it was getting to the point that you did not allow me to work on anything else. No, you were too stressed. Because I was too stressed. And you kept trying to be like, well, should we, like, do a thing? And I'm like, no, because you're too stressed. You're only going to work on that. Because (laughs) if we record, you're going to want to edit it. And you don't have the time to because you've got to work on your other project. And that... Is now finished. It is complete. It is posted. It is uh, not on this feed, obviously, or you would just see it scrolling back. No, it is some work for hire. I took on directing and producing an audio drama for the Ranged Touch Network, particularly their podcast, Shelved by Genre. We'll talk more about it at the end as a plus thing, but it exists. I'm really proud of it. I encourage everyone here in the Sex Archie listenership to listen to it because there might be a hidden announcement somewhere in there. Maybe. Where would one hide that? Where do you think? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's all the hints you're going to get. I am in it, too. That's, FYI. That's true. Uh, not only did I make it, but I cast both of us. Yeah. Well, yes. It's kind of slacking on the casting. No, I didn't, <laughs> because the cast is fantastic. I, I just met with, like, us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's, no. it's okay. No. It's okay. I, I joke. I joke. Darling, you have the best lines in the whole show. Okay. <laughs> Which I doubt. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm quoting the best yeah. people. You got to listen to that play. When, when you made the the other one, yeah, the other episode, did you talk about the strike? I did not because that is the next thing on the docket, and those guidelines had not come out yet when, ah. when I did my solo bonus episode. It, it's been so long; it all blends together. So yeah, the reason we are not talking about chapter one hundred or whatever is because because in that meantime, uh, SAG after it not only went on strike, uh, they released strike guidelines for podcasts. Yes. And I mean, we're not SAG-AFTRA, but we we are in solidarity. Yeah, yeah. So this is a policy that obviously applies to their members and prospective future members. and like, Which I guess we could dream. You know, you never you know. You never know. I might be 80 and get the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, while that is true, that's not the reason I want to follow these guidelines. I want to follow these guidelines in an act of, like you said, solidarity. Solidarity, solidarity, solidarity forever. And while, (laughs) when I'm being uh, uh, true to myself and my heart, if anything, I think we take away potential viewership from Riverdale. (laughs) By the nature of the show, it is essentially a promotional item. Yeah. It is independent. We are obviously not sponsored. I wish, uh, I wish we at least got screeners. That would have made right? <laughs> our life so I mean, much they easier. definitely listen to our show, so like <laughs> they could have helped someone out here. I'm just, you know. But like looking at the uh, uh, FAQ, very it, it very clearly applies to shows like ours. So as long as SAG-AFTRA continues to be on strike. Or perhaps until SAG-AFTRA revises this uh, uh, guideline in their strike request, we are not going to talk about uh, the final episodes of Riverdale. Nope. Which river? Which shall say have ended. Which have ended. So we have a lot to catch up on <laughs> once things settle. Mm-hmm. Once things uh. Mm-hmm. Once they 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 win their strike, but they we, get their rights. But we do want to make the show. We could just do an episode on Newsies. We could do an episode on Newsies. I don't see the direct connection, but we could There's do an episode. There's a strike. There Workers, was once a strike in Riverdale. There, there, There's a strike going on right now. Yes. And, you know, there's only so much throwback material to work with unless we're you just pulling out all the comics. think that. <laughs> My entire shelf of, like... 700 different Digest magazines. We've uh, we've been preparing for this day. Yes. So, again, back to those guidelines. Uh, uh, Riverdale is struck work. It is a uh, uh, production made under the film and television agreements between SAG-AFTRA and the many studios and production houses uh, represented by the AMTP. Mm -hmm. What is not is, yes, comics and one of the uh, 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 and a whole field. There's plenty of other uh, Archie-related material, animation, particularly old-ass animation. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that uh, uh, announcements, all of that uh, uh, like housekeeping, right at the top, brings us to our topic today: the 1987 television series animated for Saturday mornings. The New Archies. This is from before we were born. This is from before we were born. This is a Deke production, a Deke and Saban Entertainment uh, uh, production. 
animated by Toei. Uh, they, they outsourced it to Japan. Mm. Boy, is it, it... It sure looks outsourced, I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> Questionable budget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's look up what Toei was doing for themselves in 1987. That's a great question. Whatever sort of, like, C-Squad was doing this... Like, they were, their cubicles, their drawing desks were right next to, you know, the Dragon Ball Z people. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, so the, the premise, the premise of the new Archies is like, there's Ben, Archie. Yeah. Archie and his pals. The teenagers. Yeah. Doing teenage antics. We've had little Archie very successfully in publication. Yeah. Little, little tiny children, you know, you're your yeah. five-year-olds. Yeah. What if we had middle school Archie? What if? What if Archie and the whole gang were nine? That's just older elementary. Yeah. Yeah. What if they were 11? <laughs> what if? Well, you know what? We're going to find out. <laughs> so they made 13 episodes of this television program. Yes. Where the theme song yes. has to tell us. That we're the Archies in a brand new show. In case you didn't know. We're going to take you through the highs and lows. Loving and living. That's how it goes. And it's like fucking like Rainbow Bright meets Care Bears meets like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dennis the Menace cartoon or something. There's like a fucking <laughs> Rainbow Road. <laughs> and every episode, every episode is packed with cool things for kids to do. Yes. Like, they, they never just have a conversation. They have to be doing a cool kid activity while they talk. Yeah. Yeah, these kids lead very busy lives, honestly. <laughs> I also I wrote down where Rainbow Bright meets Archie. Yes, very much. Yeah. And uh, looking at other credits for the writing staff, you're absolutely right to bring up the, uh, the 80s Dennis the Menace cartoon. Yeah. Heavy crossover. Yeah. It reminds me so much of it. And, like... <laughs> The, I, I think the, like, unless there's other episodes, I mean, like, in the opening credits, there mm -hmm. is, like, a clip where, I don't know, they're at medieval times or some shit. <laughs> or maybe they got transported back in time. I don't know. But the, like, freaking Rainbow Road and some of the stuff from, like, the credits mm -hmm. or, like, the opening makes me think this should be far more magical than it is. Maybe they were planning for a season two. Oh, wait. No. No. No, didn't no, happen. Didn't, didn't happen. There. Just our 13 episodes, two stories per episode. You know yeah. you know how it goes. So we watched four stories for yes, you. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Two whole episodes. A whole hour of my life. Well, minus commercials. Yeah. I mean, Moki, <laughs> Moki gave us our own commercial of Fill My Kong. Well, yes. And then, and yeah, so we did. She knows we need a break six minutes in. <laughs> Every time we do anything. So... So episode 12A is Jughead's Millions, written by Gary Greenfield. So so the kids are at school. Oh, did you want to say something about him? I, I looked the writers up on IMDb. Uh, Gary Greenfield's first IMDb credit is writing an episode of Buford and the Galloping Ghosts. Lots of Scooby-Doo. 16 episodes of Plastic Man. Ah. Oh, Punky Brewster. And running all the way to the 90s Mega Man show, and of course, Mummies Alive. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, Goof Troop. I love Goof Troop. Well. One episode. Gary Greenfield is responsible for one Goof Troop. Uh, so, so the kids are at school. 
Yes. And they're they're talking about uh, their parents, and Archie's like, "Oh, gee, golly whiz, my parents made me clean my room. How unfair!" And Veronica is all like, "Why don't your servants do it?" Not everyone has servants, Ronnie, and she's shocked at this. Reggie is also shocked at this. Yes. What? This is a take on Archie material that real that that also makes Reggie super rich. Yes, they they really really dive into veronica being just a whole different world than everyone <laughs> from her look yes the way she acts uh-huh. it's honestly she kind of looks like an 80s like alien like a hip alien mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in costume also veronica has the only voice that i recognized i'm sure if i looked up credits for a bunch of other people i would be like oh yeah i think i remember seeing that show when i was four yeah uh because it's that era right all yeah. of these people are making every show every year uh but veronica is voiced by allison court who is uh, uh lydia Dietz in the beetlejuice cartoon ah. jubilee in the x-men cartoon and the clown lady from the big comfy couch okay. a- after my time but okay having this like wikipedia page up sure looking at the title yes why is it all animal prints Six different animal prints, one per letter of Archie's, yes. And all all different colors. Uh-huh. Like, this would make sense if this was a cartoon about the Pussycats. They're future-proofing for season two. Oh, It's just so weird. Like, I don't understand <laughs> kind of anything that they've combined in the marketing mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. intro and everything for this. It does not fit the show I've watched. <laughs> no. But it certainly fits 1987. Yes. You have to give it that. Yes. So, um, yeah, so they're complaining about their parents, mm-hmm. and uh, Miss Grundy's all Struck like... Struck with inspiration. Cascading inspirations. She's like, well, if you're going to complain about your parents, which being a parent is not easy... How would you know, lady? We're going to give you responsibility. She is definitely a grandma. Do you see how old she is? She grandma. I I think she's been single her entire life. I think she's an old spinster woman. Nah, nah. She she definitely like had kids when she was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. They're all off. They're gone. <laughs> she had kids when she was eighteen. Yeah. She had kids when she was fourteen. When she was fourteen. Yes. Yeah, that works too. Okay, <laughs> but like they're they're off. She grandma... Back during the age of Byzantium, when she was 14. She has a tragic backstory where her husband died on the Titanic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like, she had to raise them all herself. Well, she did did push the iceberg in the way. She hated that guy so much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... So she declares Archie and Betty married. Yes. I now (laughs) pronounce you man and wife for a day. (laughs) And Veronica and Reggie are just, like, full of giggles. They're like, oh my god, this is so funny. And uh, she's like, cool, you're their kids. And and so Jughead, you think, what does Jughead have to do with this weird family unit? Nothing. He's given $5 and told to invest it in stocks. This and, is a different thing happening and, to you. And what about the entire rest of the class? Oh, they are all responsible for taking care of one goat. I thought... I thought it was just Moose and Eugene and and uh, Amani, a character who is new to this show and never named in the four stories we watched. 
That is almost all of the class. <laughs> okay, and she didn't assign anyone else anything except everyone yes. needs to write a paper. Yeah, all the unnamed people have to write a paper about their friends doing special assignments. I prefer to think there's like 20 kids taking care of a goat. Grundy has no plan. For, she had no lesson plan. She's like, uh, uh, you, you do this, you do this, you do, everybody write a paper, goodbye, get out of here, I hate this. So, so as a group... They all decide to go with Jughead to a big office building to yes. invest his $5 in the stocks. Yes. And the stockbroker doesn't think, this is weird, or like laugh at them or anything. He's fine. Yeah, I'll take your $5. And he starts naming like all these major industrial uh, uh, companies, real blue chip stuff. Oil, lumber, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But Jughead's looking at paper and he's like, mm -mm, I want to invest in the cheeseburger industry. Yeah, yeah, he... Uh, it's a penny a share. Yes, it is. Uh, so he buys 500 shares of, like, Cheeseburger Incorporated. And then, because it's been too long since we had any hijinks, a bunch of chewing gum gets stuck in the stock computer by reggie because the yeah. reggie and veronica are going to be bad kids so they're going to stick gum and then they're going to go play with the receipt machine from space the ticker tape machine they still get their quotes on the ticker tape machine oh is that what that's supposed to be yes oh i was like i don't know what the fuck that is <laughs> it looks like it's from space it's a weird thing to have next to the stock buying computer i'll give you that and so they, you know, set it off. And as uh, so high hijinks are happening, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, cheeseburger industry is the hottest in the country and it's now worth $50,000. So Jughead does what you do with stocks and gets a whole lot of cash. Yeah. Like you do. Mm -hmm. You just suddenly have cash. Well, he's borrowing on the collateral of his stocks. That's the only thing that makes sense for how this goes. And so he's got all this money, so he decides to go get a new do, and he goes and gets a new suit, and he just starts throwing money. He buys a team of lady wrestlers that either came and, separately or included with a stadium. Yeah, I don't know if they were part of the deal, but he has both. He bought women. And uh, Reggie is kind of an ass to them and says sexist things, so they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and this... This moment where Reggie is getting his ass kicked by adult women, he's 10. In leotards. In leotards. And headdresses. It's the first time the episode stops for a breath. <laughs> also, the sound effect on the chewing gum sounds like creaky floorboards. Why is this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But so then... Yeah? We, we cut to a mansion. Uh -huh. Is it Veronica's mansion? Is it now Jughead's mansion? It's Jughead's mansion. It's Jughead's. We eventually find out. And, uh, but Reggie and Veronica are uh -huh. like, we're going to be children and be crazy. And so they go like sliding down the banisters uh -huh. onto ponies. Onto the ponies that their parents, friend Jughead, bought them because he's so dang rich. And they ride around the, their ponies in the living room. Uh, and then the goat bursts in and eats a telephone and its belly lights up because it's a light-up telephone when people call. Yeah. All antics all the time. And this is eight episodes. <laughs> and then Jughead's like, hey, I'm going to be on the lifestyles of the filthy rich, even though I've only been, like, wealthy for 12 hours. 
And so then... Meanwhile, Archie and Betty are trying to cook because they're responsible parents, but they can't cook. It gets burnt so hard that the fork bends backward, but the goats eat it anyway. And then the filming crew is here and Jughead's filming all at the same time. And then he finds out that his investments took a nosedive and like everything's getting taken. Everything is repoed while he's being filmed. And Miss Grundy's a big jerk. And he's like, all I have left is this burger. And at least no one can take this burger from me. But then the goat comes and runs in and shoves him into the pool and probably eats his burger. I don't actually know where the burger went. <laughs> and and then they're all in the pool. Do you think they knew they weren't getting a season two? I don't think they were trying for a season two. And Gary's like, well, smoke him if you got him. Uh, there's three episodes in this episode. How about it, boys? And so, Send it off to Toei. And so then they all go back to school. And Grundy's like, hey, what did you learn? And uh, Reggie and Veronica are like, Archie and Betty made creepy parents. <laughs> what? Was, what was what? creepy about What did them? they do that was creepy? The only thing they did that was parenty was try to cook and then they were bad at it because they are children babies. As though then Veronica and Reggie are like, we want to be the parents. We'd be better parents. And Grundy's like, you want to be the parents? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, you're the parents. And that's fine because you know what? Children sometimes get surprises. And these children over here, Betty and Ver- or Archie and Veronica, Archie and Betty are going to get these tickets that are like really special. And Reggie's it's like, for a what? Rolling Pebbles concert. And so Reggie's pissed, tries to take the tickets, but then the goat comes in and (laughs) eats the tickets. And is suddenly named Munch. The the goat is named in like the last line of the episode. (laughs) And they act like we all knew it was named Munch the whole time. Like, what the fuck? What, What is this? What a first story to see. I mean, it was episode 12. Sure, sure. But I want, like, when we watched uh, um, Archie's Weird Mysteries, we started yeah. from episode one. Yeah. I thought it would be valuable to see the end. Not that it matters. Not it like there was matter. development or an arc. This, this is not like Gravity Falls or, or Star or Owl House where, like, we have an overarching story. Or even in a, a episodic Saturday morning style show, they at least... They, they have a chance to, like, figure out more gags with the characters and, and build up a, a rhythm and a rapport. No, not if you only get 13 of them. Well, you know what? That's only halfway through the episode. We still got <laughs> part two. Part two, The Making of Mr. Righteous by Pat Alley and Ben Hurst. These two, these two are a writing team because when I looked up their IMDb pages, they were nearly identical. Mm-hmm. They met on Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater. Oh my god, I want to watch that. Did a handful of of the Ghostbusters, went on to Tiny Toon Adventures together, 13 episodes of Captain Planet and the Planeteers, and of course, Sonic Underground and the Street Sharks. Street Sharks. So are they like sharks that just kind of flop around on a street? Okay, you know how Ninja Turtles are like turtles, but they're dudes that walk around with arms and hands? Sharks. So they got arms and legs, but like a shark head? This means you haven't seen the Vin Diesel toy demo. No. 
Oh my goodness, we got, we're go watching on. that right now. Okay, go, go, okay. I've got something here with such fantastic detail, it's going to blow you away. Hand shark! I'm going to Rocky Balboa action! What is this from? Why does this exist? Vin Diesel wasn't always Vin Diesel. You I, know, sometimes you get a job performing toy demos at, at industry shows. Oh, okay. So he yeah. was paid to do this. This isn't like a fan video. It wasn't no. like really, really, really into Street no. Shark. I, I, I think he was a paid demo artist for whatever company had, did the Street Sharks toys. I prefer to think that he's a super fan and this was made like in his basement. Head Shark! I want to think that Vin Diesel still does this shit on his own. <laughs> and like, they're on like the Fast and the Furious set. And he's like, dude, that's, do you want to play Street Sharks? That's what's going to happen in Fast XI. Street Sharks! The Street Sharks are going to come out from the crumbling, uh, the, the wave from the crumbling dam. Yeah. And save him. It makes so much sense because what's his name was in the the... That movie that's out right now with the sharks and the wave. <laughs> the Meg? Yeah. Meg 2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jason Statham? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say, because the, the bad guy is Jason Momoa, who is Aquaman. No. Everything comes back to the sea. Uh, well, I mean, it does, but I was going to talk about <laughs> Jason, J- Jason Statham and how he's like punching sharks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And so they can go punch sharks together. With that Rocky Balboa action. Yeah, and like hand shark. (laughs) And then then they can sing like baby shark to the children to distract them at the same time. Darling, Hmm. that sounds jawsome. I want this so bad. (laughs) So anyhow, that's enough about Pat Alley and Ben Hurst, the writers to the stars. Uh, So this is about Eugene. Now... You might be listening to our show for a long time and be like, hey, you've never mentioned Eugene before. <laughs> it's Dilton. See, what happened? What happened is they wanted to make a show about the Archie gang. Yeah. And it's 1987. You can't have an all-white cast. They they needed a, a black member of the Archie gang. Yeah. But. We can't just make Dilton black. But you can't just make Dilton black. Uh, in a few decades, you can make him Asian. <laughs> like, the, the, the attitude changed between 1987 and, and seven seasons ago. Yes. For sure. So, so, yeah, the solution they came up with is, let's make a character that's exactly like Dilton, except for his race and name. And there we have Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they also gave him a love interest. So that's also different from Dilton. Not Dilton. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Eugene, uh, has made a robot of himself. Why did he do this? I don't know. It is never said. It's never said no. why he has this. No I'm asks. assuming this could be made in an earlier episode. I would bet you anything I own that, that it was not. not. It was not. Absolutely not. not. I'm just saying, like, if they did it right, though, it would have been. It would have been introduced. It would have been tinkering away in his room. Would have been something like, oh my gosh, you're missing out on hanging out with your friends because you're building a robot. Anyhow, Eugene uh, steps out of the room for a moment, and that's when his best buddy Moose walks in and confuses this robot for a real boy. 
Yes, and he's like, oh, knock it off, Eugene, and, like, hits its on switch, mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, let's go to school. So, the, the entire action of this episode is, of course, there are two Eugenes. Yes. And regular Eugene is just a swell, nice guy that everybody loves. Yes. Robot Eugene is... A little asshole. Painfully honest. Like... Little asshole. I wish they explained what he was for. Is he is he there for a comedy act? Cause like he's got a little bit of Charlie McCarthy about him. Yeah, I don't know why he's there. I don't I, know why I he don't, exists. I it don't doesn't know. seem like he does any tasks. <laughs> he just kind of insults people. Um, but we we meet Archie's uh cute little dog. His dog is named Red. He's a scruffy little guy and I love him. He's very cute. He likes frisbees. He does. You know what he doesn't like? Robots. He knows. Because real Eugene walks by and is like, oh, hey, Archie, you want to walk to school together? And Archie's like, cool. And Red is like, yeah, you're a cool guy hanging out with my my boy. And then Moose and Robot Eugene walk by and he's like, Grr. Fuck you, metal man. And, and this is pretty much what happens through the whole episode of yes. where, like, Eugene walks by someone... And then Robot walks by, or Robot walks by, and then Eugene walks by, and, like, so much misunderstanding. Yeah, this happens to Principal Weatherby, like, what, four or five times? To the point that he thinks he's going crazy because he's on a diet. And, yeah, so his only solution is to just eat more food? Yeah, because he's losing it because he, oh, he's cutting calories. I think he just wanted to get a milkshake. I want a milkshake. I've really wanted ice cream. <laughs> so it's lunchtime at school. Yes. And Moose is still hanging out with his his uh, Eugene-shaped robot buddy. Yeah. And Moose, why do you have eight milk cartons? That is so much milk, Moose. And two burgers the size <laughs> of an 18-inch pizza. They're the size of, of pies. And, and Jughead swings by trying to get some money from Eugene. He's like, no. And so they're like, try Ethel. And he's like, I'll never be that desperate. Mm-hmm, and Miss mm-hmm. uh, Grundy walks up, and fake Eugene just starts insulting her hair and clothes, and he's so much of an asshole that Moose starts to suffocate. Yes. Like. <laughs> oh, he also Betty walks by, and he is like, "Where did you find that outfit? A garage sale?" Uh, and- what? And this is right after real Eugene saw Betty and is like, oh, I love that shade of pink on you. You look wonderful. Yes. And so everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? What? Why is he being a jerk? And so Grundy gives him detention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moose is like, well, I guess that means you can't try out for the sports. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'll still be there. And he's like, but you have detention. And so then Moose is like walking down the hallway and he runs into real Eugene. And he's like, hey. Am I going to see you at tryouts? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, but you said. Mm-hmm. There's a moment in this conversation, that the beginning of this encounter, where Eugene is talking and Moose's mouth is moving. <laughs> same studio, same time as Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and then Moose runs into robot Eugene, who's like, I'm ready for tryouts. And he's like, but you said you weren't going very confused but then jughead walks by with big ethel who we totally thought was his mom because she's so big and wearing a trench coat (laughs) what child owns a trench coat she's i mean i this is a thing that happens in middle school uh uh, girls tend to hit a big growth spurt before the boys their same age they are not 
Usually the ones, though, that are buying trench coats. She's a head and a half taller than anyone else in the cast. She's gigantic. Usually it's high school boys that are buying trench coats. (laughs) Why is that a thing? It's the 80s. I don't know. No, I just mean, why is it a thing for, like, they're always, like, some weird-ass high school boys with trench coats? Maybe it's because they watch a lot of 80s movies where it's more common. But, like, usually the people in the 80s movies that have trench coats are the are like cool yeah they're trying to be cool they they go the wrong way trying to be cool is one of the easiest ways to not be cool this is true the great paradox of our time yeah robot eugene sees them and is like wow jughead you must be so desperate jesus christ what is wrong with you and ethel's like what the fuck (laughs) and he's like well jughead told me that you he he had to be desperate to get money from you so she goes to pummel Jughead. Yes, and she does. Yes. She does. Um, the Weatherby freaks out more because he's seen too many Eugenes. Uh, regular Eugene mm-hmm. uh, is thrown into detention. Which leaves robot Eugene free to use his freakish robot super strength to set an all-time discus record at track and field tryouts. He sent it to space! And so the the coach runs out and gives him a big hug and Moose tears his clothes off. He's so upset. He's so upset he shreds his own big M sweater. Uh, so then Eugene comes home and finds his robot gone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Oh. And, and then over at Pops. Pops uh, Video Diner? Yeah. So Weatherby's like drinking his feelings in a milkshake, but then he sees... Uh, robot Eugene and kind of like loses it and so he walks off and he walks to the lake and almost walks off the dock but then he stops but then robot Eugene comes and and he, and he nearly him. kills himself and he falls in and and robot Eugene's like can't you read the sign says no swimming and rather be's like I can't swim I'm drowning and Eugene's like uh, that's tough well his, his line is then you're technically not breaking the law. Are you a RoboCop? What are you for? Why are you? And so Weatherby is drowning. Yes. And then Robot Eugene decides, you know what? I guess I can jump in and save him. His heart grew three sizes that minute. Uh, so then he he saves him and he comes out and, and uh, Moose shakes Robot Eugene like, what the hell were you doing? And his head falls off. Oh no, I knocked my little buddy's head off. And they're like, Moose, it's okay, he's a robot. He's like, oh no, my little buddy's a robot. <laughs> and there then, are times this show is funny. And then regular Eugene comes by and they all fall in the lake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Weatherby. Weatherby specifically knocks all the other kids in the lake and no one cares. No. No. The lake that nearly claimed his life and he's just like, ah, whatever, we're all going to laugh about it. Well, he can't swim. They can swim. They're fine. All children children can swim. This is a true fact. He thinks they can. (laughs) Apparently in this, all children can, but all adults cannot. Yes. As we will learn. Uh, uh, shortly in episode 13A, Take My Butler, Please, also by Gary Greenfield, who thankfully sticks to one concept. Please. So, uh, Smithers Mm -hmm. is picking up some statues from the antique store for, uh, the lodges. And then he slips on a banana peel and he almost drops them, but he he doesn't. He prances 
into a banana peel. His little high-stepping gait is something. And then there's a runaway piano (laughs) that Archie saves him from, but the statues go flying, and Archie tries to catch them, but he can't catch... Well, he kind of catches them, but he stumbles, and then they break. And Smithers is like, hey, buddy... You just destroyed millions of dollars in irreplaceable antique art. But you know what else you did? You saved my life. I am forever in your service. It's one of these. Yeah. Archie's like, oh, that's nice. But like, I'm late to get home. I'm not going to make it in time. And Smithers is like, it's okay. We'll give you a ride in the helicopter. So he gets a ride and a helicopter and the the wind of it blows all of Fred's raking. And so uh, uh, then Smithers rakes the yard and then mows the grass and then washes the dog. Yeah. And then Veronica comes by and she's like, Smithers, I've been looking everywhere for you. And he's like, chill out. (laughs) Archie saved my life and now I'm paying him back. And Veronica's not happy about this. But it there's no time for that because it's time to put Archie to bed. He specifically says it's time for Betty Bye, and then adds, Are the PJs satisfactory, sire? And they are little bunny jammies. They're with, bunny with, they jammies. got a little puff tail, they got a little hood with ears. He's he's basically Bugs Bunny for Betty Bye. And then Smithers brushes his teeth for him. Uh-huh. And then he puts him to bed and sings him a lullaby. Uh-huh. Very off-key. Archie does not enjoy the lullaby. And then he wakes him up the next morning, and he comes in with four waiters and a band. For breakfast in bed. Yes. For an absurd amount of breakfast in bed. (laughs) And then Jughead shows up to walk to school with Archie, but Smithers says, Halt! I shan't let you scuff your tennies! (laughs) Are the PJ satisfactory, sir? That was also good! And so uh, he takes Archie to school, but won't let him sit down until he dusts his chair. And Veronica is so jealous. Oh my God, you guys. And Grundy is so annoyed. (laughs) And she's like, stop this bullshit. Archie, go water the plants. And Smithers is like, I got it. But then the hose explodes. Smithers, who has been so professional, so unflappable, is defeated by a garden hose. So Archie and Jughead use this as their time to escape, and they go to the movies to see the Beast with the Five Noses. But Beast with Five Noses? Too scary! That's too many noses. Four noses, maybe, but five noses? So, so Smithers sneaks up behind Archie and covers his eyes, which makes Archie scream, and then makes everyone else scream. Uh, and, and so then they run out, and they run to the closest amusement park, and uh-huh. they get in the bumper cars. But Veronica's also there like, you butler napper! <laughs> Maybe that's the one. And then Smithers is there. And they're in bumper cars going at it. And they all fly out of their bumper cars into the popcorn cart. And there's a big popcorn fight inside the big pile of popcorn. Archie's like, if I see Smithers again, I'm going to cry. And then he sees Smithers and he cries. (laughs) And then Veronica tackles Smithers. And she's like, I had to butter my own toast. And you know what else happened? I tripped and I fell. And guess who picked me up? And he's like, no one. And she's like, worse, me. I had to pick myself up. (laughs) And then Archie jumps into a river. (laughs) On a boat, on a boat. And his plan is, 
I'm going to get thrown over the boat uh-huh. and drown. So Smithers has to save me. And then when he saves me, then I will be in debt to him. And, and we'll he can be leave me. Even. It'll be even. He'll leave me the fuck alone. But then I, I when know, he tries. I know this is the pace of the episode, but we did skip a very important <laughs> line. Where after uh, Veronica screaming about picking herself up, Smithers says, I miss your rudeness, your abuse. (laughs) Well, so back on the boat. (laughs) Back on the boat. Archie's ready to jump into the river and die. But (laughs) there is so much gum on the bottom of this boat that he and Jughead are stuck. They can't jump. This man loves gum. This man loves gum in his scripts. It starts... It starts rocking the boat, and, and, like... And Smithers dives into the river to rescue them from a rickety boat rather than from falling overboard. But then he remembers he can't swim! So Veronica wades into the water that's up to her ten-year-old knees and is just like, Smithers, shut the fuck up. And then he's like, oh, my lady, you've saved me! I'm forever in your debt! And he imprints on her like a baby duck again. It's his Renesmee. He's literally a helicopter butler. He has a helicopter. And then he chases her home being like, well, when we get home, I'm going to change your clothes and... And paint your nails. Paint your nails and clean your room and whatnot. But like, she can change her own clothes. Don't be weird. (laughs) And that brings us to our final tale for today. Episode 13B, Hooray for Hollywood. Also by Pat Alley and Ben Hurst, the dream team. Uh, so Betty uh-huh. is helping Archie fix his bike. His motocross bike? It, it the- kind of looks like an electric bike, but then you realize it has pedals. <laughs> it has okay, pedals. Okay, sure, sure. But it has the, like, armor of, of some, like, Travis Pastrana shit. Yeah. Yeah. So then Jughead comes bike over. Bike armor, Yeah. Jughead comes over and introduces his cousin, Jerry, who we will never see again. (laughs) The inciting incident, please keep in mind, the inciting incident of this episode is Betty meets cousin Jerry and thinks he's so cute. She gets all blushy around him. Cousin Jerry is never seen again. Never again. Never seen again. (laughs) Never mentioned again. Don't know. Jughead might have eaten cousin Jerry. I don't know. But Cousin Jerry, the forbidden don't fucking burger. matter. The burger of crime. So then Archie is like, wow, Betty, I appreciate you for helping me with my bike. And she gets all heart-eyed and blushy with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're sure a real pal. And, and then she's she, sad. Oh, no, I don't want to be a pal. I want to be something else. Like her, the pupils of her eyes turn to hearts. Yes, it's real love. She's gaga over Archie. This, and this Jerry. Is, and Jerry, all of a sudden. Uh, so over at the school, mm-hmm. um, Betty is in charge uh, of decorating for the school dance. The, the big spring fling. Yeah. And so she's taken the theme very literally. It's it's a nature theme dance. There are trees. And flowers. Just trees in the middle of the floor of the school gym. You seems willow. like a... Willow! Seems like a hazard, a, a safety issue. You can hide behind it. They can't see you squeeze butts as well. Oh, now I'm coming around. If we're squeezing butts, you say. There's something about the food. What's the food? Oh, there's nothing really about the food. It's the centerpiece. The centerpiece is a... a, a Robot birds. 
Robot birds. Eugene made robot birds and nests, and, and Veronica's like, this is tacky this and is, dumb. This is such hokey bullshit. Uh, this sucks, Betty. And while Veronica is laying down everything she hates about this dance, Ethel is looming behind her as a giant. Yes. And mocking her speech and making funny faces. Yes. And this is cheering Betty up uh, from from uh, these complaints until the scene breaks and she's like, damn, Ethel, she got me good. <laughs> that actually cut me to the bone. So then then they go shopping and, and Betty's having a great time looking at pretty dresses. And then Ethel's like, oh, no, this one's more you. It's so reliable. And that just crushes Betty's spirit. It's also like a pretty gown. Yes. But I guess it's not as froofy. We see this gown for like three frames. I, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. So then Betty's at home looking herself in the mirror. And she's like, oh man, I'm just one of the guys to everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad. And she looks at a newspaper. And the newspaper has some ad for for some dude who can like change her looks. And is like works with all the Hollywood stars. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, that's it. I'll do that. And then it's the next day at school. And do you remember, dear, I think it was sometime in uh, uh, this period when they brought back the the Flintstones, but uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam were teenagers and she yes. was a hot babe? Yes. That's what Betty looks like. Yes. This is Betty now. Yes, it is. That is totally <laughs> Betty. That is the hair and everything. So, so yeah, it's the next day at school. Uh, Smithers is, like, carrying Veronica's books and lets out the weirdest fucking groan. <laughs> he sounds like Frankenstein for no reason. Oh! Uh, I off. saw Smithers 40 seconds ago. That's how fast these episodes are paced. <laughs> I saw him 40 seconds ago begging to paint her toenails. Get over yourself, dude. And so, yes, Betty appears in her new look. Like, she dyed her hair red. It's up, in, it's up in, like, a spiky pony. Mm-hmm. She's got a hip, cool, cool girl outfit on, got her nails done, jewelry. And, like, this this is a very cartoon-ass cartoon, right? Everybody we see is in their one outfit all the time. Yeah. Except in this episode where Betty has, like, five outfits. Yes. <laughs> and so they're in class, and Grundy's, like, asking a question... And Jughead failed to answer. And so she's like, I'm going to go to someone more reliable, Betty. And Betty's like, yo. And she doesn't know when the Magna Carta was signed because she was too busy doing her nails to match her outfit to do the reading because she's a girly girl, which means she's stupid. So Grundy gives her detention. (laughs) Like anyone else said that, you'd just be like, you're dumb. But Betty says it, detention. (laughs) Betty, you're setting back the cause of all women everywhere. So the next day, Betty has a different outfit on. And this outfit is it's, a it's all polka dots. Yes. It's a leotard. Uh-huh. With a jacket. With a puff sleeve crop jacket that is and, the exact same material. And boots and no pants. Pantsless 10-year-old walking around town. Just walking around in hot, like, showing off your booty leotard. Yes. Like, what the fuck is this outfit? We don't know what Betty's parents are like in the new Archies, but they seem permissive. <laughs> or perhaps negligent. What? 
Like, okay, I get that they're trying to go for fashion. Of they, no one was just walking around in that shit. <laughs> That's something like Beyonce wears in concert. So she has a lot of like brief interactions with people. Everyone wants Betty to be, you know, herself the way they know her and like her. You know, like doing things and. I don't even remember because they all go by so fast, but everyone's just like, Ugh, oh, I don't know yeah. about this new Betty. I wanted to do a thing, but she has like an audition to go to. I don't know about this. And they all skateboard about it. Oh, well, and, and she's like with Veronica, too. And she's like, what do you think of the name Jasmine? Like, That's is it right. Me? And, uh, yeah, so they all ask her, like, oh, can you help with my bike? No. Are we hanging out? No. This, this, this. And then Ethel runs into her and is like, what happened to jeans? And uh, Betty's like, Big E, I don't do jeans anymore. And Archie's (laughs) like, what does she do? (laughs) (laughs) Depending on the line read, that could mean a lot of things. There are so many lines in these four little episodes that, like, depending on the line read, really fucking creepy shit. (laughs) We had creepy parents. <laughs> well, the first episode, too, there's also a thing where, like, Grundy, like, corrects uh, Veronica's uh, grammar about, like, because uh, she's like, oh, me and Reggie, and, like, it's Reggie and I. And and Reggie's like, you're a bit old for me, Miss Grundy. <laughs> like, That's true. That's in there. That's part of it. You're 10. But yeah, so everyone then has a little conversation together talking about While skateboarding! They have to do cool kid things! They can't just talk! (laughs) They all have to play and skateboard! They have to go to the amusement park! They have to go to the horror movie! It's like full contact skateboarding, too! Because Reggie's going after Jughead and Ethel will not have that! (laughs) I do like that Veronica has an absurdly long skateboard so she can just stand still and while Smithers does all the pushing on the back. Yes. (laughs) So now it's time for the school dance and Betty has redone all the decor. It now looks like it was designed by the neighbors from Christmas Vacation. (laughs) Somewhere between that and like... One of the bad episodes of Star Trek, the original series, that yes. fans are like, you you can skip that one. Things got real we- uh, hairy in the third season. The, you can skip that there's one. There's lots of, like, triangles hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. The band is playing electric harps. With masks. Wearing masks. All and, masks. And there is sushi and beef tartare. Everything is raw to eat, and Jughead spits it out because, damn it, he has standards. <laughs> And so Betty gets sad because no one likes it. And so she takes herself to Pop's Video Cafe and she takes off her wig because she didn't dye it. And she starts crying as she orders a milkshake. Meanwhile, everyone else sits around and is much like what one scene we sort of skipped over in the uh, uh, Eugene episode is everybody getting together and being like, damn. We rely on Eugene for a lot of shit, huh? Maybe he's just had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> they do basically the same thing here. Like, wow, um, Betty's sad. Were we mean? And Reggie says, we should have dumped ice water in her face. And then Eugene sees her crying and rushes back to school to be like, Betty's crying! <laughs> 
And so as she she pours her heart out to Pops, the kids sneak in mm-hmm. with with cutouts of mooses. It's her original. It's her original back to nature spring fling uh, decor. And they bring it all in and set it up in the back wall of Pops. Uh, and she's all like crying and just like you know. They just call me one of the guys. And Pops is like, oh, Betty, in a few years they won't. <laughs> what the fuck? What is wrong with you people? And so then she turns around and she sees her friends and they all yell surprise like 12 times, nodding unison. It's like, surprise, 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 it's, surprise, surprise, surprise. It's surprise. The, it's the last scene of even Surprise, yes. Betty. Like, what? And, the, and yeah, and then Pen Pen also says surprise, but he's a penguin, so it comes out. Rrr. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And so then they all have a dance soda floats they or do, whatever. They have floats at their their dance. All the dance really needed was a change of venue, apparently. Apparently. And that is the very end. That is the last story of the last episode of the only season of the new Archies. However, it ran in syndication for years and years. Off of 13 episodes. They repeated a lot of shit. That's what syndication means, baby. Yeah, but usually you have more than 13 episodes to work with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cartoons worked on different rules, especially in the 80s. Yeah. So that was was some weird shit. So, so darling. Yeah. What do you think about the new Archies? The hit show of 1987. As I said, that was some weird shit. <laughs> it's just so much. How do you think it treated the characters? Like, is this a recognizable Archie, Jughead, I, Betty, Reggie? Yeah, it's recognizable. Mm-hmm. There's not much, like, heart to it, but it's recognizable. <laughs> like, yep, I know who everyone is. Like, they all look like it. They're all, you know, Reggie's acting like an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was surprised at how little they had changed the characters from their, like, 60s and 70s selves. Yeah. Because with the these updated uh, character designs, just, like, being in the 80s, being in a different stage of life, I expected things to be different. Yeah. <laughs> but Eugene is exactly like Dilton. One change in shading aside. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> From what we get of Betty, I could read that story in a digest. Yeah. I could see that story in the 70s cartoon, but with different outfits, I, I'm sure. See, if that if that Betty story was in a digest, what you would have is her father being like, Uh-uh, you're grounded. Go back upstairs. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. never, never would her father allow that. <laughs> But then, like, she'd be like, but Veronica's wearing the same thing and we're trying to match. (laughs) And Hiram's also like, go back upstairs. And then he's trying to kill Archie. Yeah, yeah, obviously. With a gun. Yeah. Yes, actually. (laughs) I don't know why this didn't survive. Was, like, the the semi-serialized action show just crowding out the market? Is it Transformers' fault? The 80s was a lot of, like... A lot of, like, more fantasy sci-fi stuff going on. Yeah, but we're and in the realm of He-Man and, and G.I. He-Man. Joe. And, like, you know... Gem I mean, and the think, Holograms is yeah. happening, like, right now, I think. You got, like, really flashy stuff. Yeah, yeah. With, like, really crazy, like, adventure elements or, or you know, 
There, ju- there just wasn't on. room for down-home hijinks. Yeah, I feel like it's a little, like, too... And, like, who knows what... Depends on what time slot they had it on. Sure, and what day sure. they had it on. And, like, okay, was it, like, with, you know, build with something like Dennis the Menace? Or was it, like, competing mm-hmm. against something like Gem and the Holograms? Like, what are people going to pick? If there were a second season, would you like to see it follow that way and be a way of like doing some of those like i don't know what you'd call them archie elseworlds i mean do do the like princess and knight adventure from the opening credits and stuff like that yeah because like i could totally see them getting into something where somehow they end up in like dilton makes a thing that Mm -hmm. lets them travel to other like parallel universes we're just describing muppet babies yes you know what was great, though? Muppet, Muppet Babies. Babies. It like... was so good. It was such great <laughs> shit. Love Muppet Babies. Yeah, everyone loves Muppet Babies. Yeah. They had actual footage from Star Wars and Indiana Jones in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there you go. But it does make me, like, like I kind of want to, like, read descriptions for the other episodes mm-hmm, to know, like, mm-hmm. did they go to, like, medieval? You know what uh, the new Archie's has for its visual flair? Hmm. Sometimes you still see the guidelines and the faces. They didn't get totally erased before getting painted over. Love it. Love that. Yes. Six feet to the left of the person doing that, someone is drawing future trunks, pull out the sword, and it's the sickest shit I ever saw in my life. (laughs) I don't understand. The whole time they're sitting there like, I'm not paid enough for this bullshit. (laughs) Like, they get that thing, I get this. Like, "Mm -hmm." And then look at this shit. Yes. Except for Red. The dog is a good boy. The dog is really good, actually. The dog. the dog is really good. I'm just looking at... I would if... have also had, like, Hot Dog, and then Red and Hot Dog could do commentary mm. and talk about them, and only they understand each other. I'm still just looking at pictures of future trunks, though. <laughs> Perhaps that is from uh, episode 6B, Stealing the Show, where Archie and Betty are cast as a prince and Cinderella in the school play? Oh, okay. Probably. Maybe? Yeah, that would make sense then. It's not as exciting, though. No, it's not. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm still just struck by how little new there is in the new Archies. Yeah. With a title like that, you know? Come on. I got yeah. an expectation. I mean, they're just young. They haven't been around that long. That's why they're new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, uh, there was a tie-in comic run with uh, uh, middle school age adventures with the Archie gang with their uh, cartoon character designs, including that wonderful hair bow and sunglass combo on top of Veronica's head. (laughs) Hot Dog is scrawny. Well, hot dog's a little guy. Little comic, they got hot dog in red. Yeah, they look so cute, and they look like best friends. I bet they talk in the comic. They probably do. Yeah. So, darling, I'm pretty sure that's all we have to talk about today on the new Archies episode twelve and thirteen. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. No, no. So, uh, that is it for the triumphant return. Of our memory lane mini uh, uh, bonus episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I love doing these. I love I love taking a look back at what brought Archie comics as I don't know cultural product and as a company to where it is today in its current products. Yeah, 
And that means stopping off for a little moment of 1987. Such a moment. So I guess it is back to announcements and such. Uh, Again, linked in the show notes will be that radio drama uh, I talked about featuring the both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is called Dr. Talos' Play Eschatology and Genesis. It is the 24th chapter of the second volume of a uh, science fantasy dying earth work called The Book of the New Sun. You might think, wow, that sounds like it's probably impenetrable. Imagine how the cast felt. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all you really need to know going in is that uh, millions of years from now, life on Earth sucks in many various ways. It's not too different from the now. Okay. And in that setting, uh, a guy gets roped into uh, performing a play twice. And this is the script of that play. It is about a number of, like, religious and mythological figures coming to greet the dawn of a new age, a new sun, the product of an apocalypse. Uh, While average people, uh, be they commoners or kings or something in between, are left with finding out, like, hey, the world's ending today? Oh, shucks. Uh (laughs) Oh, crap. That's basically the whole frame and all you really need to need to know to, to pick it up as it goes along. Yeah, and you did a great job. That's what everybody's telling me, uh, which I is... I told you, you wouldn't believe me. I get nervous. You never know. He's He's been a wreck. I've been a wreck for days, but everyone's been very, very nice about it. And again, if you listen to the end, you might have an idea of what could happen to this show after there's no more Riverdale. Mm. Maybe, maybe, Mm. maybe. Mm. (laughs) But uh, we are going to keep doing bonus episodes, probably memory lanes, maybe some other things whenever we get a hankering to make a sex archie until the strike is over. We will not be talking about Riverdale uh, because we will not be promoting struck work. So I have to avoid all the social medias to know what happened. <laughs> it's true. We haven't watched it. We haven't like been watching them and recording them in secret to bank them for later release. The only thing I know is that there's apparently an extended edition of the final episode. Bum, bum, bum. But otherwise, I have stayed. Spoiler free. When we get there, we'll definitely be doing the full length extended oh, yeah. version. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Not yet. Not for uh, quite some time. Got some time. And uh, if you are a member of the AMTP bargaining team and you love our show, fucking cave! Give them what they deserve and we'll make sex, Archie, about Riverdale episodes again. You have the power. You have the power. The power is in your hand. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The power is there to make the sex, Archie, come back. The power is yours, as Pat Alley and Ben Hurst said 13 times uh, in their later career. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, because they wrote they wrote for Captain Planet and the, yeah. the Planeteers. Yeah. Uh, but please tell people that we're back. Please tell people we're still here. <laughs> if, if you can go and tell a friend about Sex Archie and what you enjoy about it, that would really make our day. You can also leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie, which is a great way to stay up to date on, you know, if we're taking a break or something or when we come back. If 
you uh, uh, already do follow us on Twitter, you probably skipped the first three minutes and, uh, you know, good for you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You already knew that stuff. Yeah. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Saxarchie. I had to butter my own toast. <laughs>